Welcome to Podcast Maximus. We are recording live here in the Energy Cafe of the Science Museum in London. I am Tom McNally. I am Marion Hilditch. Hello, I'm Stuart Webb. I'm very excited. We're all three of us together for the first time in nearly a year. And without any of those other annoying platforms fans who were around last time, it's just a pure screw. We've had lots of cups of tea. I've had juice. I've had two cups of tea. That's... Just so you know what you're getting in for. <laughs> so what are we here to talk about? Troops? Uh, that is a good question. Uh, we uh, sort of get a split. We're going to try talk a bit about the most recent issue of the BTR, I think. Is that a, a we plan? we tried to uh, coordinate recording of more than meets the eye issue 54 last week, but the country decided to vote to commit suicide, and that stopped us. It's, we were we were very depressed last week. That's true. But, uh, and then we tried again, and then we failed miserably. Yeah, because Tom likes to swim. And he said, I must swim. I cannot record this podcast. I do like a swim. <laughs> we're surrounded by people who have no idea what we're doing, and are giving us weird looks. Many small children, you can probably hear. There are, there are, no, there are no weird looks. Yeah. Someone's looking at their food or their offspring. Okay. It means that there's going to be less swearing than usual to get disgusting looks from parents going out Look, they're here to learn. They have to learn about swearing and salty language sooner or later. The ones who are paying attention will be learning about uh, the latest issue of Transformers War BTI. Absolutely. Okay, um, uh, it's very much a penultimate issue. We're working up to a big reveal and we lose some people along the way. How did it make us feel? about this, although we predicted it. Yeah, we were on the ball about a lot of things uh, to varying degrees of accuracy. Uh, I don't think we take credit for Skeets. We, we said he was doomed, didn't we? Yeah, I don't know. That seems... I, I think, yeah, I'd, uh, from from a little survey of, of discussion, I think everyone kind of called Skids. His story was at an end. Um, the manner in which he died, though, I think surprised us all. Yeah, it was uh, especially cruel, James Roberts. Thanks for that. Well, I, I definitely wasn't expecting Skids to Skids's memories to make everybody super strong and into a Powerpuff Girl. <laughs> well, I suppose there's sort of like three main areas we should talk about: uh, the fights and its uh, flashback, the Skids stuff, and uh, the Megatron. So, so I suppose we start with the fights and the flashback. Uh, Do we like the opening scene? The, the big fight? Yeah, the, the Magnus and how he can't deal with things. Yeah, I mean, okay, I can take or leave Magnus in huge armour, and I can take or leave movie lines, but I thought that was kind of fun, actually. I really like uh, Rewind, trying to talk to him. It's so, it is very Rewind. <laughs> uh, you know, cannot put anything 
beyond his ideas of uh, minimus Amb- of uh, Dominus Ambus. Um, and while in the middle of that, riding on Magnus' shoulder, trying to get him to talk about his brother. I, that, that seemed very on point. Yeah, you just need to move on, really, at this point. I bet Kondo could hear that message as well, and he's going to be like, oh, I'm just bringing up every single topic. <laughs> He's dead, man. Let it go. I think that's what we. Well, that's why Kondo threw such a big punch. Uh, I'm not sure why they're sat on his arms. Looks like they've got superpowers as well. Would have thought more useful to put them uh, in the field, but it's, just, it's such a great visual. Oh no, but I mean they're safer. Kill all those. Safer on the gigantic target. <laughs> and uh, the reveal of what's really going on when it uh, comes with a lovely punch uh, in Overlord's face. Uh, from Kondo, but all that stuff about Rewind 1 is uh, quite nasty and uh, very well said. I quite enjoyed that bit. Yeah, and I reckon he's lying. But yeah, he, he, Rewind 1 was probably gay. Do you know anything about Dominus Ambus? There's a prominent theory, Overlord, that you might be Dominus Ambus. Uh, is that the case? Your names are very similar. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Overlord goes down like proud from a punch. Yeah, that, that was uh, that was surprising at that point in the book. Well, we didn't know what was going on yet. Yeah, it seems like uh, for dramatic effect, or that he's using just the sheer power of his emotion to hit Overlord. Um, yeah, that is effective. And uh, how Tarn's pretty chill about the whole thing. <laughs> oh, the the alt mode is wonderful. I love it. Yeah, it's, uh, and I love Nickel using Ross as well. Mm. Which is a fantastic visual. Yeah, because the two of them are useless otherwise. Because what, what's Ross going to do? Walk around the battlefield going, where am I playing? <laughs> can't pull his own trigger. He's like the original Megacron in the comic. He could have fired himself. He's, or it seems a- Ultra Magnus now. Uh, maybe he is firing his own shoulder guns. He's just giving them something to pretend they're useful. <laughs> uh, oh, Tan is fairly self-assured here, isn't he? Yes, and very carefully standing back. Like he thinks Megacron's doing as well. He's using the same uh, mm. hold-back tactic. Yeah. Uh, so it's then the flashback reveal of what's really going on, which really reminded me of the last episode of Buffy where they all go charging into a cave full of increasingly less effective super vampires. Oh yeah, the super vampires! And it, oh, they're all going to die. They only have a flashback to earlier in the episode where Buffy suddenly goes, ah, but Willow's going to do a thing. Where, oh uh, yeah! Which they also did earlier in that same season. I think mean, the first time they thought vampire, they had a flashback to Buffy going, and now Willow's going to give you all telepathy so you can kind of send you messages during the fight. Um, yeah, that's very similar, isn't it? Because they all get activated as slayers, yeah. don't they? And the only thing we're missing... Thankfully, it's the big speech. <laughs> I hate Buffy so much in season seven. I wanted her to, to die. <laughs> I, I don't have as much hatred for Buffy in that last season as other people seem to have. But that speech, I just, I can't, I can't deal with it. Every little girl, he's gonna have superpowers. Whether, even though most of the other slayers we met have been single psychopaths, this is a good thing. <laughs> A lower of averages. <laughs> unborn babies that were planes out of their mother's smokes and all that sort of, <coughs> oh. sort of stuff, I would imagine. 
And as we've seen, Angel, the following season, this doesn't work out very well for all the Slayers. Some of them end up in bad places. Yeah, so take that, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 7. I wouldn't want to be you in the morning when you listen to this podcast. <laughs> right, but yeah. Um, okay, guys, you're going to have to talk me through what the hell happened here. So anyone who has a violent sparks cousin can send out waves that power up people. I'm, I'm not sure I have followed this very well. Yeah, I think the wiki says, um, I don't... I have no idea where the rock songs, I don't think it's probably explained in the comic, that the only these characters are able to do this because there's something about the quantum engines on the Lost Lights that does something to their sparks. So, I, okay, so it's, that was my thinking originally, that it is just that the, the circumstances are right and Skids is an outlier, we know this. Though, uh, oh, uh, yes, I mean, hmm. But what, they, they don't ask for an outlaw volunteer there, they seem to think any, any of them would yeah. be able to do it, which is, if it was just kids who, as an outlier who could do it, that would make sense of nobody else doing it. At the end of the issue, when Nautica's holding Skid's dead body, why does she go, Wah! or uh, yeah. when Chrome goes here about Rewind Rod, which he should go, Wah! that's a sound effect for it, if you say it out loud. I, I think uh, do the quickening. <laughs> There's something about the uh, the way people react to things, I think, like, because Selgin was prone to panicking, so he has an extreme reaction. It's not just the fact that he thought Cyclones was dying, it's the fact that he is a panicky personality, so he has, like, a, an extreme reaction to the situation. And Skid's reaction is, again, very, very specific. Because he's repressed it so deep down, and we're on 90s psychology rules. But uh, actually, Swerve should have done it last issue when he was curled up in a ball on the floor. Ah! Well, no, exactly. That's the thing. That's not the same thing. Swerve was having, you know, a quiet breakdown. He wasn't having a. He wasn't in shock. Why didn't it happen to? Or maybe it did happen to Hoist when he was alone on that. Uh, yeah. That that weaponized planet where he he was all alone. That was his worst fear. Yeah, I'm, I think there's plenty of holes in this. Uh... <laughs> you asked us to explain it, and you didn't explain it better. <laughs> well, I just wanted to talk through it to see if I would convince myself, really, but I'm not I'm sure I am. It. Yeah, it's, a, it's a very Russell T. Davis Doctor Who style thing as well. Of, uh, but don't think about how we're resolving this plot line too closely. It's just happening for the drama rather than it, it makes any logical sense. It's dumb as hell because we, we don't need them all to be slayers. We could have just said Tailgate out there by himself. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> like, you've got Magnus, you've got Tailgate, you've got all these other story things. I understand that they need to kill skids in an appropriate way. Really, this is just so the fight will last long enough to make a kind of ratchet to have their conversation. That's the only reason for these. I guess so. But then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Structurally, it makes no... Unless there's something else coming. I mean, uh, you know, I've been caught on this before, like when the pet was suddenly important. Oh, that's a bit weird to bring that up now. But I guess... I'll benefit the doubt. There could be another thing going on here. I, I did think the way it was brought in with the music, though, was nicely done. Oh, yeah. Yes, a tarred voice by his own petard, then. Yeah, we were saying about them uh, uh, singing, it wasn't worth me about whether he could really do that to people uh, with his voice. We're um, talking to the, de- the deaf thing, and through a technicality, he basically just talks kids to death. Uh, 
I'm singing that song about Is he singing? He's not singing. He he has a third alt mode. Like a second alt mode, brother. He's a... Uh... Oh, he's oh, a, a tape deck. He's a sound wave. He's a sound wave, yeah. Okay, I mean, what is the difference between them singing and playing? Like... Well, that's not what he does. Like, he's just playing music. Yeah. He's not... Uh, he's, he's got the... One of the Decepticons on the Sarvis' ship is that guy who turns into a piano from time 2006. <laughs> Uh, Tardis played him. It's uh, George Jr. <laughs> wasn't he on? Oh no, no, no. Fang was on Squadron X, wasn't he? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, it's, it's dumb. No, I like. Well, we'll come up to Skids' death later. I quite like how that's played. Well, sh- should we just do uh, Skids in one go and talk about his death as well? Or? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, 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 this is yeah, dumb as rocks, but. Um, the way Skids dies, whether he just, you know, suddenly wants to, when I mean, he wants to tell Brainstorm anything and just kind of crawls off of his bed, and because Megatron's not there, uh, just just expires. Um, I think that's, yeah, that makes up uh, for, for this. That makes up for it uh, for me. Because that's just, it is just sad. It is, it is sadder than the melodrama of, like, seeing Quark's face melted. Because people do die like that. They do fall out of bed in hospital, and if you don't get them back into the machines, which are keeping them alive, uh, yeah, you, your heart stops. I thought it's, it's thematically quite good that it's Rainsaw Nancy's his hologram has gone off as well, and it's uh, tied <laughs> yeah. that uh, together. <laughs> uh, yeah, because we, we um, spotted the um, statue in an earlier issue, didn't we? And we yeah. said, yeah, that's, uh, that's bigger, a bit of an omen. Yeah, it didn't just come out of nowhere. But uh, I just, um, I, I don't know, I mean, I guess if Megatron was there, maybe he would have helped, but I don't think so. I think Skids was just not going to sit still there. Um, I don't think he wanted to live. And uh, it's just, it's really sad, because Skids is a very likable character, and he dies hating himself. With the scum callback. With the scum, yeah, to issue two, absolutely. And it just, it just feels so wrong. And also interesting of course Prodo knew about this from uh, yeah. looking in Skid's memories uh, and Prodo's very good friends of Brainstorm so he presumably knew about Clark yeah that's a very good point so I wonder if Chromedon has already told him or maybe he hasn't because he thought that would be a bit like um, he knew Brainstorm knew that Clark was in uh, Grand Core. So, and he can't have thought he, you know, died well. So, I don't know, maybe, you know, adding the details wouldn't have made any difference, so maybe Cromdon never said anything. I think, I think Brentsaw would have mentioned it before now, I think he know, because he's not that tactful. At least he, he'd have thrown it in. Yeah, well, I guess but there is no reason for Cromdon whatsoever to say, and by the way, Skids built the chamber. I guess that's not the kind of detail you want to add, but maybe he would have said that actually Skid's, you know, Skid's memories confirm that Quark died at that point. Yeah, it's uh, a, good, uh, a nice parallel to his own uh, rewinds and search, very significant other. But, uh, you said he rubbed in Prodome's face. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was just an absolutely fantastic uh, sequence. But probably the highlight of the issue for me, I think, Skid's death. Just uh, very, very well done. So, uh, the other big 
is uh, Megatron yeah. and Ratchet and this justifies Ratchet both going away and coming back because he's not as pally with Megatron as the others have become so he's prepared to just be brutally honest with him and yeah, you're not a pacifist <laughs> not, not the way I understand the word and also I get, you know it all uh, Megatron's conversion started with him chatting to Ratchet um, back in Dark Cybertron mm, that's Oh yeah, that pretty dark side would probably suddenly gave Megatron a pretty different personality to <laughs> build up to it. Uh, <laughs> whatever works. And uh, there's, um, there's a panel here I really, really like Megatron as he's coming into the room and he's complaining of cramps and he's saying, I'm not afraid of the DJD and so on. And then there's this lovely last panel, the, the bottom right panel, when he's saying, it's a constant battle every day between myself and my other self. Not sure which is which. Yeah, and that's exactly what I guess we as the reader have been trying to figure out. Yeah. And yeah, it, it is like nicely observed that it's not necessarily the case that he would know. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That's a wonderful, a wonderful point. I don't, we were almost right about the, the Energon. I said he'd end up on top of Energon again before his story was out. No, we and technically he's, he, he's been on it all along. No. <laughs> I'm going to claim that. <laughs> no, we were no, we were way off, way off. I haven't, like, only saw one person ever say something about the um, Paul's Energon potentially being a placebo. And that was like, you know, after months and months of nobody thinking otherwise. So I think we were well fooled on that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, full credit. This is the Eddie from It uh, moment when... Yeah, you'll have to remind me, I haven't seen It in a long time. He, uh, he was the asthmatic kid. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The doctor had given him an asthma pump with just aniseed in it um, to placate his mother. Um, who had Munchausen syndrome. Basically, he just wanted him to be sick. And that that you know killed his confidence so at the end when he's fighting it as a big spider or whatever um he uh you know he uses his asthma pump as a weapon and then gets his arm torn off and dies but it's you know it's, it's, it's the i the seek the, the, the power was in you all along thing uh, applied to uh, uh, to medicine it's the wizard of oz thing as well isn't it you had a heart all along <laughs> he didn't need to do with people one. Uh, I do like how they do clarify though that there is actually such a thing as Fool's Energizer so they couldn't use it on Megatron because that if, if he said there's no such thing as Fool's Energizer they stop that would make Velocity look like an idiot uh, but, yeah, yeah you know this thing yeah totally does stuff to you well she said that just, she was just talking about classes of of chemical no, no that's credible I mean you know no no um, um no doctor knows every single drug, but they know the broad categories of drugs. Yeah. Uh, this, for me, was the highlight. I love this. Uh, love the little turnaround. Love the little twists. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it all just strikes me as credible psychologically. Yeah. Um, uh, you mean you're actually approving of some psychology in the issue of more BCR? Absorbably, Yeah, this is in a different um, category than the, um, the repressed memory stuff. Uh, this, is, this is pharmacology and it's interesting, and we've got a lot more to talk about this when we do our, our deep dive on identity. I really want to see how this settles. Uh, Ravage. Ravage, yeah. I mean, it's more of a, 
it comes in at the right moment, I think, this one, because it's not like Megatron sent Ravage out there thinking he was going to be just fine, is it? It's just the um, the visual of it that triggers it, I guess. Oh, and the fact that Ravage dies being ashamed of Megatron. Yeah. I suppose. I'll be grabbing to the awards. Yeah, this is, this is the, if we're talking Joss Whedon, this is the kill the cutie or hurt the cutie moment. She's um, <laughs> a cutie. <laughs> She's Kaylee from Firefly. <laughs> oh, it's that uh, really annoying uh, potential in season seven of Buffy, uh, the British one who was so glad to see die horribly, you know. Kennedy? Is it Kennedy? Uh, no, Kennedy made that. Uh, Oh, I, I am an English potential. I am from England. And every time she talks to Tony Head, you just see Tony Head die a little bit inside, uh, behind his eyes. But, uh, we're not here to do a Buffy podcast. So stop talking about Buffy, you two. Uh, okay, Megatron goes out into the battlefield. Full page slash page of Megatron. Lovely. I, I, I like... I don't know. We, 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 we've got a, a disagreement here, Stu. Do you reckon this is a, a fist-pumping moment? Uh, I think it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's a very good moment. Uh, you are, it's just a nice strong image. It's uh, Megatron's heroic Megatron something out of the battle he's chosen. Uh, his side, I think, unambiguously at this point as well. Because there's always been a slight easy play this or not aspect, but I think it's firmly down with the uh, the good guys. Uh, committed towards what? So yeah, yeah, well, maybe not committed towards what cause, but committed to his cause of redemption. Yeah. Now. But I see this as, uh, it seems like, it seems undercut. Like, he strides out on the battlefield to go kill people he's already condemned to death once before. Um, using the crutch which he's already which he's been trying to throw away so many times. He's already rejected once this afternoon. Um, and uh, I guess he saves Ravage, but I mean, it might turn out that Ravage dies anyway, but he sacrifices Skids for Ravage. But does he? I, I'm not sure that he did sacrifice Skids. I think Skids would have died anyway. Reckon? But Tailgate survived his similar thing because he had medical care. Uh, he was in intensive care and I guess presumably sedated the whole time. Maybe they don't have access to those sedatives now. But, no, this wasn't a fist-pumping moment for me either. It was more... It, it's The whole situation is still fairly desperate, so this wasn't, like, a big save-the-day kind of entrance. It's still all very volatile and all very uncertain and... Megatron isn't quite there yet. I mean, he's still working things out. So when his crutch goes, as you put it, so when the fusion cannon is destroyed, he's back to not knowing what he's doing again. Yeah, it's like it's 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 the third leg of a tripod. He just straight to his knees. Mm. Well, I'm not sure if he doesn't know, but I think we're all pretty much in the same assumption that what happens at the end of this issue is not what we're meant to think is happening yeah. I mean, it's somebody else shooting hard at Overlord in the back so he, uh, might, he might be playing a bit because uh, he knows what's behind them he's down on his knees looking all defeated like that I can expect that yeah that, that seems likely so uh, Megatron does seem to manage to kill all of the Sarvis' men as well uh, this bit here you know when he was like working, walking in and he's like shooting his fusion can at everyone it's a little bit like it reminded me of um, devastation. You know that bit when he walks out and he is shooting random people and I think Strut Train is next to him. It's a very specific panel. Oh yeah. Uh, where 
by those guys in town. The guys that I don't uh, remember. The yeah, them. <laughs> I would all love a Reapers. <laughs> and he's walking out and going, who the hell are these people? What the hell's going on? And that's kind of what it reminds me of. Okay. Is that Nick Roche who drew that one? I think it's EJ. EJ Stewart at that point. Do we think any of the scientists people survive? Because it looks like they're... Charles was going to sacrifice all of them before he made his own move. Well, there's quite a lot of them there, so I think some have survived. The source is not looking happy there, but Nickel isn't looking happy there either. Yeah, well, it's interesting with Nickel. Uh, I think I said last podcast that she looked quite conflicting on that one panel. Uh, interestingly, actually, uh, Nick Wrench also drew that plot pledge. Interestingly, Alex Milne also did that page, and in his version of it, she's been much more assured oh. in that panel. Uh, there's less, they, they all look more, uh, more into it than they do in the, the final page. That's really interesting. I, I, I wonder about Milne drawing those pages with Sakamoto Drew. Um, just from a logistics standpoint, like how some editor has really dropped the ball, the fact that Neil, presumably unpaid, did those pages. Um, yes, here she's definitely. Uh... Yeah, that's a, that, that panel is clearly intended to show you that she's unhappy. I don't think she has any problem killing Megatron. She seems, you know, fairly happy to do so. I think her problem is when the guys on their side are being sacrificed that she's not happy. Plus, this is presumably quite like the battle that uh, she survived that the DJD found uh, in the wrecking jar afterwards, so that can't be good uh, psychologically. Mm. You know, she's not normally a frontline soldier, is she? She's normally back at their base fixing stuff. But, uh, you know, do, do we think uh, it is the SARS who's shooting them at the end, or is it somebody else? Is it Skids and Nightmeat well, digging up from under the ground with a little shovel? Skids <laughs> Not Skids and Nightmeat. Yeah, basically was. Well, the sound effect is not random. Oh. So, what makes a tube noise? Fusion cannons do, Megatrons does, and Tarns does. Um, Interestingly, as I was looking back to issue two and um, the whole skits entrance thing, yes. his ship, uh, with, like the legislator ship, as it enters the atmosphere, makes a tube noise. Okay. And there is a panel. Um, oh, I know where that's from. The second scavengers issue, I think, or the first scavengers issue of Croc making a chum 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 sounds. Oh, it's gonna be Croc. Shooting somebody. <laughs> So, the things that could be happening next issue... Didn't, didn't uh, Swerve blow his own face off with a Tomb gun, or was that a Shroom gun? That was a Shroom gun. Shroom gun. Uh, you got right. a shoom, shoom. Shoom. The shoom gun. So, we, we think it's going to be uh, uh, Croc on a legislator's ship yeah, with a fusion cannon. Yes. <laughs> um, over in, in R.I.D. world, uh, they're saying that Galvatron's got a fusion cannon now. Oh, don't neg that. Well, Galvatronus is going to turn up. <laughs> Cyclonus, you are now part of me. It's time to do proper toy advertising. I mean, what, what's still in play here? There's loads of things still in play here. There's two spaceships still in play, like the Lost Light could potentially come back and save the day. Jeez, yeah. The uh, uh, Thunder Clash ship, what was that called? Vis uh, yeah. can come back and save the day. There is the um, there's the Protector Bots that are on their way somewhere. 
never arrive in our babies. <laughs> there is night B and, and the rung, and we don't know where we've ended up. There is people who may potentially not have gone back into the Necrobots fortress. Milne said something about, uh, no, actually everyone's made it back in and just couldn't fit everyone into the panel. But, I mean, we, we've definitely not seen Magnus. He's, he's yeah. nowhere to be seen here, like, not even the background. So is he in or is he not in? That's, that sounds like a bit of um, uh, wry misdirection from Milne to yeah. me. I think everyone who was on that scene has made it back. Because there's totally room to draw some more people in yeah, there. Yeah, so you've got Velocity Nautica, uh, Brainstorm, Whirl, Ravage, Rodimus, Chrome Dome, but Swerve, Magnus and Rewind are still out there, have a left and run out. Uh, it's Tailgate or Cyclonus? Cyclonus who has been stepped on by Overlord at some point. So yeah, he'll be fine. Everyone gets stepped on by Overlord. Star Saber's still out there. Yeah, Star Saber's Pyrest is still out there. still out there. Yeah, yeah. anything can drop out the sky. Uh, Overlord's friends are out there. Oh yeah, his employers, yeah. his, his, his benefactors. benefactors. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how much they try and wrap up next issue because uh, as we've learned since we last boarded more of a BTI and it's called form is ending in three issues time uh, the last two issues aren't related to the ongoing plot so it's a crossover so if, he, if he's going to try and wrap up as much as he can with 55 that's what? maybe it will be just everybody coming in on one giant ship <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you know, 56 and 57 are solicited as to having nothing to do with this plot line, but I think that's a trick. I think there will be focus on Max, uh, Fortress Maximus becoming the big toy Fortress Maximus, but um, oh, I, think, I, think, uh, I think we'll have a look in on, uh, on some other plot lines. What needs to be resolved? What, what would be the most satisfying thing to be resolved next session? Uh, the Knights of Cybertron turn up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rom, Space Knight, <laughs> along with the visionaries, Knights of Light. Where did we mask Bay of the Night Society from? Because, <laughs> of course, one other thing we've learned since last issue is that they're combining the entire Hasbro universe into one big thing. Uh, uh, Unit E didn't fail hard enough, so we're going <laughs> to do it again. So it's uh, very, uh, some interesting times ahead. Uh, but I think, I think just two weeks ago, the, the worst thing that happened in a week was a bad news had more than meets the eye solicitation. <laughs> <laughs> now look at the world that we're in. <laughs> but, uh, um, I, I think it'll just be the Cyrus shooting Megatron in the back. I know, we've never heard what sound he's going to make, so it could make a choo choo choo. He breathes fire, seemingly, according to the cover. Yeah, so I, 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 people keep me. I don't know if Getaway and Company will be turning up again. I don't know if they're going to try and resolve that now or leave that as a thread for, in the future. It does feel like they're headed towards teaming up with the Saris to go flying about. That could be the case. Yeah, the Lost Light could turn up again. I don't think that would be that. That would be satisfying, but it would be the wrong kind of satisfying. It would be a bit awkward if they all come back out. Yeah, it's actually to use this nudge good on us, so we realise that all our memories we actually like it. So we come back, get away, get away is here, we've come back for all our friends, how skids? I'm actually wondering if uh, the issue will end 
with the reveal of what's in the middle of the palace uh, we won't see uh, Eaton Run until like the very end of the issue uh, the teaser for season 3 will be look at this but we've just found whatever it is there's certainly something big on the horizon because season 3's plot has been kept very well under wraps and I think unfortunately that's contributed to a lot of the sort of worries around where more than meets the eye setting and revolution and the renumbering and I think partly it's because James Roberts can't talk about what's coming until Dying of the Light has been concluded um, but we we do know that next issue is like a wrap-up of sorts and we do know that there's something along the lines of you're being deceived is coming up so some kind of big reveal I think is definite I, uh, I, think, I think the problem with the whole uh, revolution in Outer Wars they immediately when they first announced said robots in disguise would be in the green I go back to issue one, but they never said anything about more VTI for whatever reason. And that started all the uh, various tensions that culminated in that bad return more VTI is ending. Solicitation! <laughs> ah, yeah, it's in the, 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 the publicity around this has been pretty annoying, but I don't know, it's, it's mostly forgotten now. Uh, I've Not got, by I, me, sorry, never by me. <laughs> I've got an idea. I've got an idea of the Tomb Tomb Tombs. Uh huh. <laughs> What hasn't been brought into play yet is the fact that Megatron's fusion cannon has been built out the uh, yes, you're right. the I quantum chamber. Those yeah. might be his tune tune shoes coming from the past, <laughs> <laughs> hitting them in the future. Yes, the suitcase hasn't come up yet. Yeah. And the fact that the as you say teleportation chamber. And his wacky body. Yeah, his wacky oh, yeah, they, Which they mention again, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they mention his ill health. His body shot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's how much of a, when he says it's a wrap-up, how much of a wrap-up it is, whether it's like a video concluding every single storyline style wrap-up, where it's sort of the Deep Space Nine final, or the Babylon 5, we're going to leave lots of leaves end to the spin-off series final. I'm still thinking it's the end of Evangelion final. <laughs> the whole thing is like from Megatron, inside Megatron's head, his, his perception of what's happening in the world. Velocity masturbating over Skid's corpse. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's like that episode of uh, Battlestar Galactica when uh, in the Mutiny and one of the characters imagines uh, uh, the execution of Ty and Adama. But it's not, it doesn't really, it's all about a little quick. I've never seen Evangelion, I'm just grasping at things more similarly. <laughs> we have thrown every pop culture reference we could possibly throw at the next issue. We can move on now. I have seen Bells Like Ice, but I have no memory of that happening. Uh, I, I think it's going to be uh, like the, the, the last episode of uh, Finger Mouse. <laughs> it's going to be exactly <laughs> like that. That's what I guess. Anyway, uh, well, so, anyway, it's, it's, it's got us talking and there's lots to think about. So, uh, final thoughts on the issue, people? Um, I love Rodimus' flame out. <laughs> yeah. It's the return of the flaming Rodimus. Uh, I don't know, it takes up a, it takes up a lot of tape page space. All yeah, that. It's, it's worth it though, it's the, worth it. The colours are particularly gorgeous. I really want to put that on the record. Just the, just like the subtle thing, just looking at the flame out page of like of how all their colours fade when they're powering down and things like that. Like There's a lot of gorgeous touches. It's the most completely coloured issue I think we've seen so far. 
Uh, any final thoughts of your own, Tom? Oh, apart from the colouring. Oh, uh, I thought was that, that was your final thought. Well, actually, I like the colouring. Um, yeah, th- th- this is fine. It gets us to a very interesting place. Um, gives us some genuine surprises. Uh, the PSTD power-up is, uh, yeah, just so dumb. But the issue as a whole survives despite that. Uh, yes, I think it's continuing the very good trend of story. Uh, like skid stuff. Like, like, like the Megatron stuff, uh, the power-up stuff was, as I think you all think, a little bit contrived and possibly nonsensical. But uh, yeah, and uh, hopefully, I'm not sure how he's going to cram everything into 20 pages next month. That'll be an interesting challenge for him. Gonna see how, I think it might be. Uh, a bit of a rush. I think overall this story so far is better than the remaining lights, uh, the season one final. Uh, I think it's, uh, it flows back while it has a few dodgy moments. Like, well, I suppose it could still have dodgy moments next time. In fact, things like start saying the teleporting away and uh, things that annoy me like that. I think this is holding up better than the season one finale so far. Uh, and yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to next month. So, uh, people, uh, would you like to share your Twitter handles and anything that uh, you would like people to look at at the moment? Uh, yeah, certainly. Uh, my Twitter handle is Tarun McNally, and currently I am uh, neck deep in my other podcast, a dramatic podcast. This is a dramatic podcast. <laughs> Uh, a melodramatic podcast uh, called The Saga of the European King um, the third chapter will be out on the 18th of July the third chapter of this this latest raft of episodes um, it, if you like Transformers and these sorts of franchise fictions uh, Saga of the European King aims to be a sort of deconstruction and reconstruction of those sorts of fictions and, and you've got to really get a move on with it before the idea of you uh, becomes too fantastical um, <laughs> <laughs> have you heard anything uh, you'd like to promote on the Twitter um, nothing specific right now just go find me on Twitter I'm Mortha there I'm double M O R T A H I think that's right and go check out my Flickr and my Tumblr and uh, for some toy photography and yeah that's it for me and uh, I am Asif Facebook Garlic on Twitter. Uh, follow me and you can find out which episode of Star Trek Next Generation I'm watching that day. That's how we go on about it at length. <laughs> and of course, uh, go check out the podcast Maximus Twitter. Uh, please follow us there. Go uh, like us on Facebook. Again, podcast Maximus there. Check out our thread on TF Archive. Leave us some feedback. Tell us if you're listening. Tell us if you like what you're hearing. And if you, there's anything you want us to do differently. Or if there's anything you'd like us to talk more about. And all that kind of stuff. Just give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And yeah. yeah we, I think we did like to know how this one worked because it's been a, an interesting experiment. Uh, so do let us know that we may do more ones where some of us are in the same room or, or we may just keep away from each other at the same distance in case one of us sparks out from Corbin. Oh, and read Sins of Wreckers if you haven't, uh, because that series deserves more love and attention. And on that note, uh, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye.